My name is Tamir Berkman, aka Divorce Cowboy. Each episode of this podcast is an interview with a man who not only survived, but thrived after separation. I hope these stories inspire you to get going, not give up, and find your truth. Hi everyone, Tamir Berkman here, Divorce Cowboy. Today with another man who survived and thrived after separation. Hi, Ty. G'day, Tamir. How are you, mate? Good. I'm very good. Thanks. How are you? Yeah, good. Good to see you. Good to talk again. Yeah, yeah. Always a pleasure to talk. Um, Ty started a Facebook group for uh, men thriving after separation. Um, it's now more than a thousand people and, um, yeah, I think it's a really great group. So, um, just wanted to acknowledge it and uh, yeah, thank you. I was inspired by it. <laughs> yeah. It's been going for a bit over a year now. And, um, yeah, so my, my mission in there was to help, um, yeah, tens of thousands of men to, uh, to, not just recover from separation, but to thrive again, um, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And to, uh, so, uh, so that's, that's, that's the plan. And that's, that's what I'd set out to do. And um, yeah, so the, the group is continuing to, to grow, but yeah, as you said, there's a bit over a thousand, thousand men in there now. And um, still uh, plenty of engagement and pe- plenty of people, plenty of men ha- helping each other, answering their own questions and, um, and just um, yeah, supporting each other through what is a, a very difficult time. Yeah, yeah, and it's a very supportive group. It is, yeah, yep. So, um, so, so yeah, no, it's it's going well. Cool. So um, yeah, um, really interested to hear about your story, and I thought maybe we can start with a quick check in, just to get ourselves into that safe container yeah sure Mm. cool so i'll uh check in Mm, feeling excited feeling uh happy to connect with you um yeah and just feeling open and relaxed with that i'm in yeah, look, mate, too. It's really good to have um, other fellas to talk to that are going through a similar thing and that are coming out the other side and are, are able to share their experiences. So, um, so yeah, no, I'm um, glad, glad to be here. Thanks for in, inviting me to be part of your um, podcast. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Great to have you here. And, yeah, maybe we can start just you sharing a little bit about this, your separation. Yeah. So look, I won't go into any uh, detail regarding the circumstances. That's um, yeah. I'll, I'll try and keep that um, somewhat yeah, private to respect the uh, privacy of my, my ex wife um, and the circumstances leading up to it. But suffice to say that, yeah, we were married for almost 20 years. We'd known each other for, um, for over 30 years and we've been together for um, yeah, for probably 25 years. So uh, so that was a good three quarters of, of my life. <laughs> we met when we were very young and got married relatively young. 
Um, but um, so yeah, we had three, we still do, three children um, between us. So, so yeah, um, so yeah, the se separation for me was the most, um, well, living a, living, living a married life was all I, all I knew. And, and that's what I lived for, for, um, for most of my, um, most of my life. So, um, yeah, se separating was the, the last thing on my, um, on my mind and, and, the, and the last thing that I wanted to happen. So yeah, the, the whole experience of separation was, yeah, apart from, um, was probably the, yeah, the most traumatic experience of my life. Um, uh, well, in, in an adult, yeah, in, in an, as an adult, for sure. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I can totally relate to that. So what was it like for you? Like, were you surprised by the breakup or the ending of that relationship? Uh, look, I was very surprised by the circumstances leading up to it, which I won't go into any detail around, but um, yeah, they were, uh, um, but yeah, that, yeah, there was some things that led to, um, le yeah, led to us having, um, yeah, some some very intense conversations and and um, and determining whether we uh, would would separate or not. But look, we didn't. We um, we got cancelling um, individually and and as a as a as a partnership and and we uh, tried to work things through for the for the for the next uh, what was almost six months and. Uh, but after after about six months, it became clear that it was not going to reconciliation was probably not um, possible. Uh, a, a, uh, enough um, change had occurred, and and um, we needed to to go our separate ways. So that was a ultimately a decision that I made in the end, knowing that the um, knowing that the marriage was effectively irreconcilable, and and it was very different to what it was so so yeah ultimately that was a yeah decision that i made but very 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 difficult <laughs> to walk through that door uh not knowing what was out the other side so um so all the things that 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 i knew around having a stable stable life a stable partnership a stable um family putting a roof over my head for my children and all of that became was unknown the few you know what that looked like in the future uh, following um separating was was going to be largely un, un well, was unknown so so that was a real um yeah the the prospect of that was very uh, frightening for me so but um i uh, i got to the stage as i said that i realized that it was um the uh the best course of action yeah so you talked about being fearful you mentioned that what else was going through you in terms of your emotional state how did it feel like yeah well, as i said a lot of it was linked to the circumstances leading up to it but yeah there was a lot of a lot of the emotions that i uh experienced was around Anger, uh, yeah, rage, resentment, um, um, 
yeah, they were the initial feelings, but then it was, um, yeah. So I, I experienced the full range of <laughs> of emotions in 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 the grief cycle. So so initially it was that yeah that anger and rage, and then it was denial and um and and then um, yeah moved through to um, uh, yeah feeling senses of 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 betrayal, but then ultimately it was acceptance. Um, well, initially it was acceptance of the uh, the, the the change. Um, but then, yeah, but then I had to go through my own, um, it wasn't over upon, you know, six months later, upon the point of separation, there was a whole range of other emotions that come in and, and, and the, uh, the emotions that we have don't, it's, it's yeah, the, 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 the grief cycle is not, not linear. Uh, we don't move from one, I, I don't, I don't feel move from out of anger and rage and into, um, denial and then and then we accept and then we move on and everything's uh uh fine again it doesn't doesn't work like that it's uh we uh yeah we we revert back and we fall back into um diff different stages so that's that that was my certainly my experience and and that still happens now you know you think we think we i think so it's been um a bit over two years since separation and and um and yeah two and a half odd years since um yeah since uh we started having uh since that period where we started to have major uh challenges let's say uh and uh but even now i still revert back to uh still have bad days and uh but yeah it's it's the the coping um strategies the coping mechanisms that we um put in place to help us work with that so mm. Which is a constant, a constant, uh, constant uh, ongoing approach. But, but yeah, I mean, I'm in a much better place now than I was, um, well, definitely two years ago. But also, even probably during the marriage. But I didn't realise it. It's, it takes, it takes uh, moving outside of that and moving into another, totally different lane, metaphorically, to. Um, and then to reflect on that, to look back and realise that, um, in a way, it's uh, in a way it's a blessing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So I want to go back to that word, to that blessing, and seeing that it's a blessing. But first, I want to see what were the stages to get you there. So you mentioned all these emotions. How did you deal with all the emotions? Yeah, probably not very well initially. Uh, <laughs> so I uh, I wasn't aware of any support groups, any men's groups, any uh, support groups online. There was none of that. Um, I did some very um, initial grief counselling on my own, uh, but then it was uh, I just continued to do what I once we separated, I continued to do what I thought was the right thing to do, which was, um, yeah, continue working hard, finding a place to, to rent. Uh, yeah, and then in the early stages, when I say not very well, yeah, that, that anger and rage <laughs> manifested in um, not so much, yeah, but in, in, in saying things to others that probably wasn't beneficial to them or, or to me and, and acting out in ways that were, were inappropriate. So 
so yeah, that was in a in a state of state of rage, but um, yeah, and then uh, things things settled for for a period, uh, and then as I said, we, uh, we yeah we continued to work through things and tried to uh, uh, work work things through, but then then upon true separation, when it became real, there was um, a range of other emotions that came in around uh, disappointment and. Yeah, and feeling, um, but for me, it was really just wanting to move move forward. So, to um, to separate, uh, to to settle settle things, yeah, financially, and we had a property between us, and and uh, yeah, so all those things, the uncertainty around the children and how that was going to be managed, and because I had it in my mind that I wanted to have. Um, shared care, 50-50 care of them, which I do. So, so yeah, all those things and the uncertainty was, was, was difficult. Yeah. 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 I know what you mean. Um, so when and how did you move from rage, anger, betrayal, all that sort of stuff to where are you now? Like when was that shift? Yeah, so not long. Uh, yeah, so I, I repartnered relatively soon after separating with a, with a with another um, lady. When I say relatively recently, it was a it was probably a few months, um, and we were an incredible. She had a similar similar experience, and so she had two two young children, similar experience to me. But so we were an incredible support for one another in that um, in those early months. Um, yeah just sharing issues and the emotions so so that was yeah that was a good thing but um so but to answer your question how did i move move on yeah so i after yeah i got my own i uh yeah got other assistance through a um through a coach just to help with my own uh moving through things it wasn't necessarily the emotions but it was more just helping um with 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 self self-care um practices and, and the like um but then yeah then yeah after uh, about 12 months i come to the realization that I, I was yeah i was caring for my children 50 50 but then i decided to um yeah to go on long service leave and leave my leave my work without something without something to go to <laughs> Uh, so that or it was around that time. So it took about twelve months before I started the um, Men Thriving After Separation uh, community, uh, and uh, so that became a real focus of mine. In in after a bit, bit after about twelve month period, when I realised for myself that I'd gone through a, a period of um, yeah emotional understanding and and um, helping myself to to thrive again. I've felt a real pull to to support other men in that process so that became part of my part of my healing journey as well for the for, for um for the next 12 months yeah so why did you take this time off what was behind that decision time off work <clears throat> um yeah so I, I i got really sick um <laughs> So whilst we were still together in that six-month period that I referred to, I got um, 
I got really sick. I had a, a, an infection in my neck that led to a blood infection um, that had me in hospital for 18 days visiting four different hospitals. So I got shipped from our local hospital to the to the next biggest regional hospital to the next to the major regional hospital and then I got um, 10 days later ambulance to Melbourne and then I had surgery on my neck to remove a whole heap of um, so I was on uh, yes yeah, so, so for 18 days I was in hospital uh, had was operated on and then when I got out of hospital nurses came around home for for the next three weeks to to check on the um, the infection, the drainage site, and and to make sure it was still healing, healing well. So, so I had a period of time off there that was um, true, true sick leave, physical sick leave, for six or eight weeks, and then I extended that a bit longer, took some long service leave, which um, was probably um, probably sick leave, which should have should have been for mental health, but. Um, but as we do, we soldier on. And in that time, I just, um, yeah, that's when I probably dropped into to self and, and um, yeah, made the realisation around, around separating. But then, yeah, then I went back to work and got on the, got on, um, got, got myself back together and worked through things. And then, and then it was 12 months later that I started to get a bit apathetic with, with everything and, uh, and just decided to, to take a period of time off. And initially it was, initially I was going to resign from work with, with nothing to go to. And um, uh, well, when I say nothing to go to, that was this, uh, it was this pull towards helping, helping men. Uh, that are going through similar things. So, uh, yeah, but in conversations with my uh, employer at the time, I ended up taking my, my long service leave for, so after a few months of that, I decided to, to resign. And then again, with, with not much to, um, to go to, but, but the pull to, to assist men and, and the group that I'd started, men thriving after separation. So, uh, so that became the next journey. So that was, um, yeah. So that was why I took took a period off. It was it was more just a period of apathy and and just deciding that um, I'd uh, been in the job that I I'd been in for uh, for over twenty years. I'd made a uh, a reasonable contribution to that. It was time to do something. Time to do something different, and time to have that time to myself to think about it. Mm. And it's really interesting because I felt the same. So it was a few months after my separation that I made a decision to not get back to my old profession yeah. in, in line of work and look for something new and be open for something new and do some sort of a career change because kind of like in a way separation gave me the excuse to go hey everything else is changing why not this i can do something else exactly and as as uh, as as the saying goes adversity creates opportunity and up until then i had a very stable government job and you know i valued that stability for my family for my children um the mortgage 
and everything. But then when your life is thrown up in the air with separation and, and for me, it was near, well, it was near, near death with the uh, time in hospital. Um, you have a different um, outlook and perspective. So, so yeah, leaving work was became a um, a relatively easy decision <laughs> compared to um, what it would have been a few years ago. Mm. Yeah, and and I've heard you explain the um, hospital experience and connecting it to your emotional state. Yeah, so when I uh, was in hospital, I, well, I didn't give it much thought. I was, yeah, thinking about, you know, getting out and being healthy and people uh, and the doctors couldn't explain why I had this infection in my neck. Well, that, you know, it was a certain infection, and but when you when I said how, how did I get it? Well, it could be could be a number of ways. They didn't really they didn't know. And then when I got out of hospital, um, it was within days. I was probably shouldn't have been, but I was at the local pub with a with a relative, and uh, and I bumped into a lady that I hadn't that I knew around town, but I hadn't really um, met before, and. And she knew my wife, my, my wife um, and we got talking and I told her about my experience in hospital and she said, um, oh, that would have been from stress. And I said, no, I'm silly. Um, stress doesn't cause, cause that. <laughs> and then, um, so that got me thinking. And then, and then in the following days, I reached out to her again and just had a bit of a chat and I still didn't, still didn't um, draw the true connection with it, but um but following on from that, I, I did my own research and, and, and looked into different things about um, how trauma can manifest in different ways. And there's a, there's a school of thought now that, that um, can, a lot of that cancer is caused through traumas and, and you can pattern and understand types of cancer being linked to types of trauma. Um, but uh, so it wasn't cancer. This wasn't cancerous for me, but it was a serious, um, according to the surgeon, near life threat. The surgeon described it as near life threatening uh, infection. Um, so, so I, in looking back, I truly believe that that that, that was um, linked to the trauma, core uh, trauma related to my separation. So it was only within months, um, and it manifested in yeah in my neck through as a as a small lump that. That, that grew and got bigger. So there was no um, there was no wound in my neck. There was no bite. Uh, I just woke up one morning with a with a sore neck, and there was no yeah, no evidence of any spider bite or similar. So it, so the infection came from within, <laughs> and um, and my so I have a view now that it was caused from yeah those emotions that were suppressed and repressed. Um, probably over many years for me. Uh, other childhood trauma, but, uh, but it was the, um, the separation that was probably the, 
the big, the biggest trauma in the end that um, that, that caused it to manifest in that way. Mm. Yeah, that's so interesting how things they bottle up can manifest in in the body somehow because they they're yeah, well, able to release them. Yeah, well, when we think about anxiety and um, depression and, and those uh, major mental illnesses, you know, that, a lot of those manifest in, in other ways physically, whether it's irritable bowel or, or, or um, yeah, or headaches or... Um, skin conditions, you know, yeah. Skin conditions, tenseness in the neck. So, yeah, so for me, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I believe that that is how how that manifested mm. uh so um so yeah the body's a, an amazing thing and and it just highlighted to me as well that i um also needed to uh to focus on not just my physical health but um but my mental health emotional health spiritual health and and that was what I set out to do with um, with men thriving after after separation was was um, having those four pillars in 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 assisting men to assist themselves really in in physical health is is not just getting out and going for a run it's eating well it's um, and then and then um, our mental and emotional health is is thinking well and then um, yeah our spiritual health is how we. Uh, at the daily practices that service that um, contribute to uh, to all of those things. So um, so yeah, that was that was a big part of, of of both my inner work, but also in in assisting others was around those those four pillars. And um, and I still live by that that today. But it, as I said before, it's a it's a constant. Um, it's got to be <laughs> a constant approach. And you know, and we've got well for me, it's been over forty years of of uh, patterns and behaviours that that I mean that I've spent the last well 40, 40, I'm 45 now, but the last few years working towards undoing. So there's things that we can't undo overnight, uh, but it's about in the spirit of continuous improvement. So, so yeah, going back to my point earlier about adversity creates opportunity. The um, yeah, separation for me, I'm looking at it. In a whole new light now, and, and looking at it not with um, not with regret or resentment, but with a um, with a positive focus and a, and a and a new beginning. Yeah, yeah, and that's awesome. And that's what I wanted to ask you about that shift. Like, what do you remember, or how do you? And obviously, it takes time. But how do you switch that perspective to go from? Uh, blame, victimhood, anger, um, and all that to, wow, it's actually a good thing. It's an opportunity, acknowledging the good times and, and moving on. How do you shift that? Because it's 180, right? Yeah, well, I think it requires a, uh, well, it's a personal choice that we have to make and we can all, and it's only ourselves that can make that personal choice. And when I say personal choice, it's a choice around the, the attitude and the, the approach that we have to things because, uh, yeah, if we, if, if we, it was clear, well, it's, it's, a, it's much clearer now to me that, um, operating from a place of anger and fear and resentment and uh, is is no doubt what led to um, 
well, it was impacting my mental and, and emotional health, but um, and 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 uh, also manifested physically. Uh, so, so that's that's a clear indication that um, yeah, we it's it's not of it's not of benefit to our health uh, to continue to focus on the negative and and uh, and looking backwards. So. So yeah, I've always tried to maintain um, a positive outlook on life, but um, yeah, life's challenges, uh, well, life's things in life challenges to and and challenges to continue to do that. But um, but yeah, so I just applied that same approach to um, uh, yeah to moving forward from separation. But it, it's it's I won't say it's uh, has been easy. <laughs> Uh, but it, and it does require that, as I say, that um, personal choice and that personal focus and that ongoing attention to it. It's uh, so it definitely was not easy, and it's still not easy. I still still reminisce about the old, and but um, and the challenges that are presented to me daily um, with. Um, caring for children alone and new work and financial situations that have changed. But, uh, but yeah, there's a, enormous positives in it as well. We just need to uh, continually focus our attention to those. And then we're, what we do, what we find is that the, um, the more we focus on the positive aspects and, and trying to create a future for ourselves. Uh, rather than simply taking our future, the negative the negative elements of our life tend to drop away or or, or become become far smaller in in um, and therefore the influence they have over our life becomes smaller and then uh, and then we can continue to to create more of what it is that we desire. And a big part of that is is being clear about what it is that we want and what 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 we do want to create, so as we can then continually focus on moving forward in that positive direction to that. Mm, yeah, and um, it's what it brings in me is that um, taking my power back. If I'm dwelling on the past, if I'm looking at the negatives, if I'm uh, blaming my ex, then I'm giving away my power. I'm thinking about something that is external all the time and I can choose to bring my power back to me, focus on me and the future that I want to create my, to my, for myself. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, the more we focus on uh, external environment and the external validation, the, uh, I think the less we're uh, the less attention we're focusing on ourselves. So we need to, yeah. There's there's um, the whole notion of doing doing the work, doing the inner work, and working on ourselves. To me, was um, was very foreign, and something that I'd never really even given thought to prior to separation. Uh, yes, I was aware of psychologists, and I'd, I was aware of um, I was also well aware of the I had an interest in positive psychology as opposed to traditional psychology, positive psychology, meaning, um, yeah, 
moving forward to a, a, a better state of well-being, even if we're already at a, a state of well-being, as opposed to um, traditional psychology that, that focuses on people that are, yeah, that are either suffering from some form of depression or anxiety or, or similar and, and bring them up to, to a state of being okay. So I already had an interest in, in positive psychology, but I probably didn't necessarily um, have a, a strong focus on personal growth. Uh, and that was because, yeah, I was focused on a lot of things external, um, family, children, um, work, um, community. So, yeah, I was heavily involved. You know, I had a, um, a uh, yeah, senior management position within within government here that, that, that was quite busy uh, and but it was also fulfilling so I'd had me uh, that, that took up a lot of my time outside of work I was involved in community I was on a I was on the school local school council here I was president at the time of separation I was president of the school council I was also on a not-for-profit board as a treasurer uh, and then I was involved in other things with children sporting activities and and so on so so yeah, I was doing a whole range of things, with, all with good intent, um, but it was not for me. It was for um, for others, and uh, so separation has really forced a major shift in myself to to do things for me. First, first. That's amazing. So, what it is in practical terms, like what are you doing for you? Yeah, so this has changed over time as well, um, and it will continue to change and evolve. And and um, it's it's uh, yeah. So anyway, it's yeah. I have so it's evolved from yeah, getting getting uh, assistance through through coaches to to understand diff different different uh, things. But it's also daily practices that I try to employ, and and this has changed over over time as well. And as I said, will continue to change. And and some of that's to do with environment. So where you're living at the time, uh, the uh, so so I'm I'm on the rental cycle again. I'm about to move again. Um, so so the yes so your environment, your surrounds. It's also changes due to season. I find, uh, and and this will make more sense when I explain what it is that I do. But um, so, so, so at the moment it's quite wet and cold and in the middle of winter here, there's minimal daylight. So, uh, so yeah, what, what I've done over the time is, yeah, I've had support from, from, from coaches and other, other uh, assistants, uh, but yeah, but some of the practices that I have employed have involved um, uh, meditation, uh, journaling, yoga, um, self, uh, but then, so that's that's for uh, to help with what I refer to as um, spiritual health. Some some of the practices around spiritual health to help me uh, with that. Uh, other for my physical health, yeah, I've I've substantially reduced alcohol intake um, to the point where for well for for many many months, six four or six months there, I I didn't have anything. So that's that's gone from being what what was a, um, a coping mechanism to something now that's really just um, I choose when I when I do that I eat far better now so um, 
So there's a real focus on, on eating. So I've lost a lot of weight. So phys physical health is improved there as well as um, exercise. So I, so I try to exercise daily and, and that's either gym or going for a run or, or being involved in other skiing. I like a ski. So some of those things, yeah, are seasonal, as I mentioned. Um, so, so, so where daylight's um, limiting. Um, yeah, and, and emotional, yeah. So some of the things go hand in hand and help with not just um, spiritual health, but also emotional and mental health. So things like meditation and yoga and uh, journaling and things and uh, things like that can can help with um, multiple uh, multiple multiple things. Mm -hmm. uh, but but what I find is just having a daily some form of daily practice, whatever it is, and a daily routine is is critical. So whatever that is, it's going to be different for different people. Some people like to get up and go for a run and then and then clean their teeth. Other people like to do it the other way around. Some people like to get up and, and uh, you know, I went for a period there where, yeah, I was getting up and, and doing a bit of yoga from home and meditation. And, uh, and then I went for a period where I, you know, was going to the gym and or, or going for a run. And uh, so, yeah, as I said, it, it changes. But what I find that the, as a minimum is, yeah, I really... It, I really benefit from having a daily routine, a daily practice, or, or a set of daily practices. Mm. So, yeah, that's um, really important. And, uh, I'm finding now it, it took me months to get out and and doing some activity, but when I just started to show up for myself and just going for just a walk and then just a little small short run, and then that run became um longer and every time i showed up I'm, I'm just i just wanted to get out of the house and do something and now i'm finding running really good so i'm, I'm running more i'm running more, more of a distance and I'm, I'm really feeling how i'm better mentally after a run yeah yeah, yeah so i've taken up running with bare feet <laughs> I saw, I saw your post. On, all, on all the uh, bush tracks around uh around where I live. So, and yeah, so, so that's got me interested in, um, in this notion of earthing and grounding and, and, and the health benefits associated with that, not just for, um, not just for physical health in terms of running, but um, reducing inflammation in the body and inflammation. And so I've only recently discovered this, so that the ion exchange from, from grounding your bare feet in, in the, in the earth, on, on the earth, um, which yeah has uh, really really benefits our inflammation can can benefit um, and reduce inflammation in the body and so inflammation for me two years ago was was the uh, severe infection that I had in my neck so um, so yeah I, that's not why I took up barefoot running it was just because I it felt good and I don't don't like wearing shoes but now that I've done a bit of research into it I realize that there's enormous um, health benefits but I still get funny looks when I run down the road in the middle of winter here two degrees uh, in bare feet um, but um, but it feels good so that's that's why I do it yeah that's great I'm, I'm gonna try it today even for a few minutes. <laughs> But, but yeah, you're right. Um, just getting out and showing up for yourself is, in, is important. Uh, what I found was in, in that first 12 months, 
because prior to that, I always, I always focused on physical health and, and some of that was to the, and physical health was around generally running and going to the gym. But uh, it was at the, probably at the detriment to my emotional and, and uh, mental and, and spiritual health because that's uh, when I wasn't running, running around, I was running around with work and running around with community and running around with children. So I was um, constantly on the go. Uh, and uh, so I didn't take time for self. I, 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 so this was majority of the time during my marriage. And I, I distinctly remember going to bed most nights with a sigh <laughs> because I just never switched off until I went to bed and, and, and was asleep. Uh, so for the first 12 months after separation, I, I intentionally did not focus on my physical health. I just was trying to get my head, head and... Um, so, so, so mentally and emotionally and um, trying to get that right as opposed to, so yes, I'd go out for a walk, but I wouldn't try to do any 15, 20 kilometer run up a, up a steep hill here like I was doing previously and, and, um, and, and burning myself out physically. So one, because I didn't have the energy, but, but two, because I, I really wanted to focus on getting my, um, myself right. So yeah, there was huge, huge change for me. Yeah, and, and the balance is really important, like having everything in balance and not, not tip the scales. That's right, exactly, yeah. And it was out of balance for me. It was a focus on, um, on helping others and, uh, and probably um, physical, physical health without, without doing any inner work or, um, or focusing on me. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I'm, I'm aware of the time and I wanted to go back to something that you mentioned at the beginning, which is my separation is a blessing. And just for you to explain a little bit more how you can say that now. Yeah, I say it in respect to, uh, yeah, there's a whole new life outside of separation. Uh, once you realise, once we as men realise that and and it did take me a good 12 months to realize that. And, and, and that was, yeah, as you were referring to earlier, the, the, as we were discussing the mental shift from looking in the rear vision mirror to now looking forward and making that intentional shift to rather than be focused on the, um, on the negative side of things, other people and what, what they did wrong and, or perceived to have done wrong, but, but taking ownership and about, the contribution that I made to the demise of, of the relationship and then using that as a platform to looking forward and, and, and looking to my future and creating a, a new future for me and, and being not just accepting, not just, yeah, not just accepting of, of the change and accepting of others, but embracing, embracing the new, new future that, that awaits and the opportunities that await and, and using it as an opportunity to really, uh, yeah, really create that future and 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 be be positive about it. So yeah, when I say a, a blessing, I, I see it as I I did not I was yeah living my life on autopilot there for for twenty years. You know I'm, I feel like I've made a really good contribution to community to to uh, to work that I was doing the cause uh, which was environmental management and conservation, public land management, protected area management, but um, for over 20 years but um but yeah i think it was 
a lot of it was at at my personal detriment. So so there's a real shift now in um, in perspective, but also in focus. Yeah. So so it was separation that um, that really threw everything up in the air for me, forced a real rethink. I truly ripped the band-aid off by um, by calling the separation and then call resigning from work, and also um, making that um, making that decision not not only to leave work but to to have my children 50-50. Um, so which makes makes for a real positive approach to parenting and co-parenting, but it also means other challenges. In my work situation had to totally change. Um, yeah, the challenges of being a, a co-parent are, yeah, not as challenging as some men that are sole parents and some women that are sole parents, but it certainly, um, yeah, made a, a total rethink. But in in uh, retrospect, yeah, I wouldn't change a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I love what you said about being an autopilot, because I felt the same as an unaware man. I was just operating based on someone else operating system, doing what I thought was right or expected or whatever it is. And yeah, kind of like with my blinkers on, so not really thinking about stuff or not aware of feelings, thoughts, actions. And it is, uh, separation was a wake-up call. Separation was a kind of like, hey, like a sh this shake-up of everything and an opportunity to, to grow into something else. Yeah, and we continue to grow. Uh, and that's, um, I think something that I've learned in the last few years as a result of this as well in that um, putting ourselves out there and having a go growing as a result and then looking at the next thing. So for me, that was, um, yeah. So I, uh, yeah, I left work and, and didn't know what to, didn't know what I was going to do, but didn't really care. I had um, time to think about it. So yeah, as I said, I started the, uh, the group men's thriving after separation and, and that was, um, working to, to coach uh, men as well. And so I, I have coached a number of, of men through through their separation and and supported them at the other at the other side. And again, that's been incredibly fulfilling and and has also assisted in my healing journey along the way. But again, uh, in the spirit of continuous improvement and growing, uh, where I'm at now is that yeah, I'm, I'm I'm leaning more towards uh, doing some doing consulting back into what it is that I that I've done in in um, in the past, and that's uh, public land management, cultural heritage, uh, conservation, fire management, uh, protected area management. So yeah, I'm I'm uh, so I'm turning my hand at uh, whatever whatever comes my way. So I'm doing doing some consulting at the moment, and and um, so, so the group's still active and, and running, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm not as focused on, on coaching men as I have previously been. Um, so it's good to see uh, Divorce Cowboy uh, up, and, up and running and uh, 
and uh, being there as a uh, as a similar support mechanism to for men going through separation because uh, yeah it's really needed and when I was uh, starting men thriving after separation and and I, I remember being um, yeah talking to other people and there's a real uh, yeah paucity of support for for men in particular that are going through through separation so it's great to have. Uh, networks and and connections and support um, support available. So so yeah, that's um, so that's my next venture is is yeah continuing on with a little bit of coaching, but also um, more so the focusing more on on the on my consulting uh, business consulting arm of my business. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. And um, yeah, thanks. I really think it's uh, important to have men supporting other men and more options and more things that men can do and realize uh, the opportunities that are out there. So yeah, thank you. I'm going to put the link to the Facebook group in the description of the episode. Yeah, great. And uh, yeah, it's been uh, really awesome speaking with you, mate. Thanks for sharing. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, Thanks for having me on. As a divorce coach, I guide men through separation. The work involves overcoming the emotional roller coaster, stopping victimhood, and re-engaging the masculine identity. If you'd like to know more, go to divorcecowboy.com.au or look for me, Tamir Berkman, on Facebook or LinkedIn.